On October 9th, 2011, I preached my first sermon here. It was entitled, Get Out of the Boat, and was based on this same Matthew text. You know, this is a good text for transition times in life because of its powerful assurance that Christ is always with us even and perhaps especially in times of upheaval when things are rapidly changing. We are told that when we fervently pray, Lord, save me, Christ responds, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. But this story, as told in Matthew, also urges us to embrace change, to follow Peter's example, to leave the security of the boat, our personal comfort zones, and venture out in faith so we can show Christ's love to all who are caught up in life's stormy seas. On that October Sunday three years ago, to illustrate this text, and also to introduce myself to you, I spoke of the ways God had called me to step away from that which was familiar and comfortable, to enroll in Union Seminary in New York City after retiring from a 30-year career in public relations to serve a small multicultural congregation in Manhattan's Upper West Side, to leave my family and my friends in Pittsburgh to begin an ordained ministry here with a congregation passionate about justice and positioned to make real differences in people's lives. As I once again step out of the boat, and leave this congregation I have grown to love, to embark on the next ministry God has chosen for me, you now will be part of my story, my history, just as I will be part of yours. I will tell those I am called to serve how you, like Peter, stepped out of the boat to follow Christ and proclaim God's love, mercy, and justice to those who are hurting, lonely, hungry, poverty-stricken, and disenfranchised. And I'm certain this work will continue. But as you well know, discipleship can be challenging. As Peter would later realize as his own ministry unfolded, God never promises that living outside the boat, bringing the love of Christ to, caught, to all those caught up in life's turbulence, would be easy. The important thing is to walk forward with the confidence that the Holy Spirit will, as Jesus did with Peter, take your hand and calm any troubled waters 
you may encounter along the way. As you know, my call here has been pastoral care, staff support for the deacons and mission committee, and open forum, all now vibrant and growing ministries of this church. The deacons are strong because they faithfully step out to meet the challenges of discipleship every single week. In the midst of their busy lives, I have watched your deacons leave the comfort of their daily routines to sit quiet vigil with a family when a parent is dying. The deacons have the will and the courage to be present with others in those thin times in life, the times when life hangs in a balance, when heaven and earth seem to touch, the times we get a fleeting, often uncomfortable glimpse of our own mortality. Likewise, in a world that applies the market economy to relationships and places a high value on reciprocity, your deacons give the gift of loving attention to those suffering from Alzheimer's disease and other dementias, even when those with illness-ravaged minds may not even know they are there. I have watched as your deacons bring the peace of Christ into the stormy lives of those caught up in all-consuming battles with cancer and convince the lonely that they remain a beloved member of this church family when administering the sacrament of Holy Communion in a home or hospital room. The deacons pray with strangers, even though they sometimes worry about finding just the right words. The deacons know that if you muster up the courage to step out of the boat and follow Christ into the stormy seas of modern life, you discover that the Holy Spirit is right there with you ever ready to take your hand, to guide your actions, and even give you the exact right words to say. During my time with you, it has been a joy to witness how this congregation's deeply planted seeds of compassion have blossomed and borne fruit through the pastoral care provided by your deacons. With continual encouragement, strong leadership, and the grace of God, this thriving ministry will continue to grow. You see displayed here this morning another manifestation of this church's ministry of compassion. Every Tuesday around noon, a group of women gather around a table in the library to share fellowship as they produce prayer shawls, baby blankets, 
and lap robes. These works of art, of a quality only found in the finest specialty shops, are created for the sole purpose of extending Christ's love to those who are ill, grieving, or going through one of life's transitions. It is no coincidence that we are dedicating these symbols of God's grace on my last Sunday. For I personally have witnessed how the love held in these items has provided comfort and calmed the waters for those caught up in life's storms. Since you boldly reach out to show Christ's love to one another through pastoral care, it naturally follows that you would also reach out in ministry to a hurting world. Pastoral care, mission, two ends of a glorious spectrum of discipleship. Both mission and pastoral care are rooted in compassion, and both require the courage to stand on ground that is often no more solid than water, trusting that God will reach out and take your hand when you begin to sink, trusting that God will show you the way. During the last three years, you have a family of faith courageously ventured in the tempest of controversy to effectively advocate for marriage equality in the Presbyterian Church USA, to lift up the tragedy of gun violence by remembering and naming its victims in the T-shirt memorial to the lost. You help thousands of the formerly incarcerated, homeless, or poverty-stricken rebuild their lives and gain employment through the services provided by TAP. You provided health care, food, education, and business development opportunities to our brothers and sisters in Christ who live in Chicago, Kenya. In a responsible and prayerful way, you joined with other churches to support organizations that manifest Christ's love by feeding the hungry, providing employment opportunities for the unemployed, and housing for the homeless. You have ministered to those served by these interfaith initiatives, not only with your money, but with your time and talent as well. You gave substance and meaning to the phrase, justice is your passion, through two seasons of justice. During these seasons, you explored God's word and prayed for the realization of Christ's kingdom here on earth. You learned about the problems that confront our society in open forum and engaged all generations in practical activities aimed at serving the needs of others. In mission and pastoral care, you ventured out of the safety of the familiar 
and dared to try new things. Throughout it all, God's hand reached out to you and blessed you. But as much as you have accomplished through God's grace, your ministry is never complete. In order to follow Christ's call, there is always more work to do, more challenges to face. Some of the challenges are spiritual, some are financial, and some are merely the natural result of trying to practice Christ's countercultural, radical love in a sin-struck world. But despite all the obstacles, you have the blessed assurance that when your faith grows weak and you begin to sink, Christ will reach out his hand as he did with Peter and hold you in the tightest grasp. Although from this day on, you and I will be ministering in different places, we forever will be united in Christ's love as we, through pastoral care and mission, worship and prayer, continue to say seriously our call to be Christ's body on earth, to reach out to those who are struggling and alone, and to advocate for those who cannot speak for themselves. May God continue to be with you in your journey as you, like Peter, dare to step out of the conventions of your daily lives to follow Christ's lead and with radical love calm life's stormy seas. Amen.